Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Koopalings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and today we record episode 104 of the Nintendo Shack podcast. Joining me this week, as she does every week here in the Shack, is my girl Caroline with her scruffy hair. What's scruffy? Up? You just look like you like you woke up from a nap or something. Oh, that's not a good look. No, it looks fine. You look. That was not what I was trying to say. I do. I do have kind of a little bit of a head cold, so if I look, uh... that's not what I was intending. You just look like you have like you like a like bedhead. It's okay. Oh. It's a cute look. I think most guys appreciate that look. Uh, it's a. Uh, I didn't straighten my hair until much later. Shack dudes in the Discord. I want to hear it. Let me know. Do you do you, do you like your wife or your girlfriend uh, fresh out of bed or after they've done their routine every day i think most dudes that i've talked to i know brian doesn't like the way that i look when i'm out of bed because i am a b-i-t-c-h when i've woken up family friendly show mm-hmm. melissa sleeps like a monster man just limbs and, and hair and everywhere in like all different directions it's just it's chaotic chaotic I am not a morning person, and I am very upset if you wake me up in the middle of a sleep cycle or if I'm awake before 10 a.m. Nice. All right. um, We're going to do the Mad Lib, but before we do, I wanted to play the audio that one Sean Capre sent in. This is his Shaq 100 audio. So here's the thing. Oh, yeah. Like two weeks before we did the Shaq 100, which is the 101 episode, uh, I sent out messages to some active listeners and Discorders, and I said, hey... Send me your stuff. Sean was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to send it. And uh, it went by and he didn't send it. And then when we posted the tweet, he's like, I'm going to send it tonight. And then he sent it to me literally 20 minutes after we ended the show. So I was like, we'll do it next week. And then we met each other and all that fluster stuff and everything happened. So we didn't play it. But I did tell him that I'd play it because it's uh, it's really sweet. It's really nice. So -hmm. this is Sean Capri's a little late, um, belated Shaq 100. Congratulations. Hopefully I did this right. Hey, Nintendo Shack, it's Sean Capri uh, stumbling in about a week late to celebrate more than 100 episodes. And I just wanted to weigh in and say congratulations, guys. It's a huge milestone that doesn't happen by accident. And it's funny because you you guys, your entire team, your entire crew, the entire PSVG team is so dedicated and so committed to pushing out the content on a weekly basis that sometimes it can be easy to forget how difficult that can be and how challenging and how much of a grind that is. We've just come to expect it, but it doesn't happen by accident. It doesn't happen by coincidence. It takes a lot of coordination and a lot of effort. And I just want to acknowledge that as a, as a peer and as a fan that I am so impressed by your guys' dedication. And I'm really not surprised, to be honest, that you've made it this far. And I expect you to go twice as far into the future. So thank you guys so much for an incredible show because I have long celebrated the Nintendo Shack as one of, if not my my most favorite Nintendo podcast. Even when Jason Lacey was on If You're at Nintendo, I said this was this show. The Nintendo Shack was the best Nintendo podcast. and it And it remains to this day 
an amazing show that I truly look forward to uh, for uh, for myriad of reasons. Um, and that's probably because you guys tell it like it is, which in Nintendo podcast land is pretty, pretty, pretty rare. Like you just got a whole bunch of gurus and fanboys <laughs> and everything. You got you got Donnie and you've got Caro and you had Jason Lacey. And I, you know, one day he'll come back. I'm sure he'll, his his son will grow up. He'll learn how to uh, clean the house and take care of everything. And then and then Jason can come back to to podcasting. And of course, you never would have made it this far without Jason Lacey. And it probably goes without saying that I really do miss his voice on the shack. I don't want to put any more pressure on him to to do anything that push him pushes him outside of his comfort zone. Uh, but I do miss Jason on the show, and he was he was a special voice on the show. He's an amazing person, dad, and friend. And I know that the entire community, everybody who's ever listened to a Nintendo Shack with Jason on it, they miss him as well. And Caro, dude, one of the single best voices in Nintendo podcast land. Time and time again, you have introduced me to so many games that I never would have paid attention to or never would have hit my radar, thanks to your eclectic taste in gaming. Um, from the moment I, I heard you on the show, I knew that you were an absolute rock star and the shack wouldn't be the same without you. So that is all. Those are all the people who are, I'm just kidding, Don, Donnie, Donnie, the Don, how, how do you do it, man? You, you push the boundary, you push the envelope. I'm not really sure how, how you manage it all, all the kids, all the podcasts, all the national security, all the Super Bowls, everything. And still you show up to the Nintendo shack every week, driving the bus Knowing how the engine works, you're hosting, producing, publishing, knowing all the things. It's absolutely insane. You're a jack of all trades, and I am truly honored to be your friend. I really do look up to you, and you guys are continuing to impress me on a week-to-week basis. Uh, so congratulations on 100 on one or plus whatever episodes. This, like I said, it hasn't happened by accident. It's hard work, it's dedication, and the results of a great team. And I can't wait for a hundred more episodes and then at least a hundred more after that. And please, God, don't ever leave me. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Thank you, I love, Sean. I love Sean Capri. Always great. I love Sean Capri. Everybody I miss, does. I miss Jason, too. I miss Jason so much. Sean's, Sean's like ability to just speak. I don't know. He used the word myriad in there. And I'm like, oh, word of the day, myriad. You know? Myriad. Yeah. Like Speaking of word of the day, Caroline, let's get into our patron Mad Lib. Mad Libs. I need an adjective. Uh, purple. Verb. Uh, broke. What? Break. Break. Sorry, break. I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I need another noun. Uh, razor. Another adjective. Shiny. A verb. Um, verbs are really hard. Why can't I think of a verb? Um, Google verbs. <laughs> think. What? Think. Think. There, good one. Hey, Tim. I see you in the chat, man. Thanks. Uh, I need two animals. Um, a horse and a elephant. An elephant. I actually needed the plural, so horses and elephants. I need a noun. Lamp. I need another noun. <laughs> um, plate. I need a patron. All right, I'm going to do what I did last week. Uh, Edwin Callow. Give me a girl's name. Patrice. <laughs> I need two nouns. 
two nouns. Um, pillow and refrigerator. You made a face. I'm worried. I, I started to like spell it wrong. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> I, I literally started spelling refrigerator, not refrigerator. <laughs> Uh, wow. I need a verb that ends in S. Well, that would just make it for a singular thing. And so I'm going to say um, darkens. Is that a verb? Yes. You if can, you darken something, you I'll darken gonna, your I mean, hair. I'm not going to fight you on it. Sure. Let's go mad. Our patron Mad Lib number two <clears throat> in Patrice. Pillow of Time. You play as Callow, a young boy who has no refrigerator. In this adventure, he darkens with his trusty plate and many other lamps from his inventory. He travels through time, working with the horses and elephants to think the shiny razor and break Patrice, the purple princess. Patrice, the purple princess. Patrice, the purple princess. <laughs> oh, people really well, like the uh, Mad Libs. They enjoyed yeah. that that first episode. We'll see how they keep going, but they liked it. That was funny. I think we have a hit on our hands. Carolyn, let's get into the show like we do each and every week, talking about what we've been playing. What have you yes. been playing? I hadn't played anything up until today. Until today. I have a um, minor gripe that I spoke about on Twitter yesterday. United States Postal Service carrier, you know, just... Comes by my house at 11.45, and this was tracked from Singapore, but the United States Postal Service does not track everything once it hits customs in the U.S. So I knew that it hit customs, and I was waiting, and I didn't know how long it was going to take. And um, go out to get the mail, and there's a peach slip, you know. Sorry we missed you in my mailbox. I heard the mail truck. She did not get out of her truck. She did not stop the truck. She did not get up to my door, knock on my door, or ring my doorbell. But she felt that, you know, it was going to be worth more time to fill out a slip and write my name and my address and what was missing or what, what, what I was supposed to sign for, you know, instead of getting up and ringing the doorbell and saying, here's your package. I told you that I had this happen to me. In the Discord. I was so Did you angry. See it? I yeah yeah. So I was so I, angry that I actually no I, I I literally called up. They said it was going to be an hour wait to talk to the person at my local post office. Said, no, I just went online and I filed a complaint with the U.S. government office because that's not it. Well, that's not going to do anything. Even, Nobody's ever going to see that. They said that they said that they forwarded it to the office. Where sure, they did. My post office. That's anyway, an automatic response. <laughs> First, I have like, you know, a saga with UPS and now it's the United States Postal Service. I can't win. I guess the only people that are good on my radar now are Amazon's personal service, FedEx and DHL. So this happened to me when I was waiting on the. I think one of those faceplates that I ordered from overseas and it was supposed to be a signature you know, delivery. Here's the thing. I have a signature on file. Sure. So it's not like they even need to get my signature. No. Um, so I live at the, like kind of at the front end of a cul-de-sac and I was home the day that they were supposed to be delivered. And I remember waiting for it. I kept checking it cause I just wanted to get it. And I, I watched the lady come down and she drove right by 
And she just kept going. And I was like, wait a second. So I walked out to the street and I caught her as she came back. And I said, uh, hey, I'm supposed to have a package. And you said I'm not home. I'm here. And then it was very funny because she was like, uh, uh, I, I forgot. I was like, you forgot what? You didn't, you, for, you put the, you put the, you put the paper in the box. What, what happened? Like to explain to me why you didn't try to deliver the thing. Here's what's even worse for mine. When I went to put the code that was on the peach slip saying, go online to, uh, to mm-hmm. get your mail redelivered. She didn't even match the code, the barcode on there. She didn't even scan it to match with it. So like when I type it in there, it's like, sorry, this code isn't active. We don't have it like yet. So yep. I had to be very descript on what the parcel was, where it was from, all this crap, right? But you, but you got your, your stuff. It was delivered today. It could have been delivered tomorrow. I could have had way more experience with the game and I could have talked about more, but I'm only about two hours into the game, one hour of which is unfortunately, oh my God, cutscene hell and tutorial that I don't need to do because For an hour? I'm, an old, I'm an old pro of these games. Yes. You're like, it's men- It's bo- mostly about story. It's like, why would these Doraemon characters be in this kind of game? So it kind of starts out like with a little anime thing they get sucked into this other world because nobody plants a seed and it grows a giant tree and it gets sucked up in a storm and you get sent to this other dimension right and then you have to meet everybody in the town and normally in a harvest moon bokemono game you go to the they say hey you should meet everybody in town okay great i'll do that on my own time you know this one they absolutely make you go from cutscene to cutscene to cutscene meeting everybody and it it was so long it was an it was an hour long i kid you not of just cutscene and when joel was telling me this because joel's already played it i was like eh, he's exaggerating it's probably not an hour long <laughs> oh no it's, it's an hour long and and i looking back i probably should have just skipped forward there's a there's an option to skip each cutscene if you press the plus button uh but i just wanted to make sure that i didn't miss any important information uh but benji was so turned off by it while he's watching me he's like i'm not getting this game (laughs) well (laughs) we met the fishing girl her name is sandy she is a complete introvert very deadpan but she's she's probably like the only one that's in this Doraemon style, quote unquote, hot. And I'm like, that's the girl right there. And Benji says, that's my waifu. And to the point that I played enough of it. And Benji said, I think I might get this game. And then I said, you need to do it for Sandy. And he said, Caro, I bought the game. (laughs) So (laughs) we're doing it for the fishing girl. The fishing girl is the bomb. Unfortunately, there's no marriage mechanic in this game. It's all farming and story based uh, about how you get back to your real world. I haven't even touched on story past. I've been doing about a week's worth of gameplay. And uh, so far, we haven't done any additional story other than getting onto the weird farming dimension place um in honor of benji i'm gonna change the title to the show the title of the show from now henceforth will be nintendo shack 104 do it for the waifu so that's gonna be the new title of the show benji will be so pleased yeah do it for sandy that's what we said um (laughs) 
Uh, the only gripes I have about the game so far, aside from the super long tutorial, is, I, I will say it's absolutely beautiful. Uh, the watercolor style is just so much better than you even think it would be like you you look at the video for the trailers and stuff and i've seen some gameplay of it but seeing it on an hd screen uh especially when i put it upstairs on my 60 inch television screen is like oh my gosh it's so pretty um <laughs> you have like eight slots maybe nine slots for your rucksack in the beginning and they give you seven tools so you do the math you only can carry two things unless you put all of your tools into the storage box and then this first rucksack upgrade is six thousand gold so i'm selling everything i've got over the first week just trying to scrounge up enough just to get double the slots in my rucksack that was a nightmare i was able to buy a bug net after that for 2000 and that's kind of where I've left off before we started. I had to eat dinner and then we came down here and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be disappearing into this. Nothing you just said makes me ever want to play this game. It's a farming sim. Why wouldn't you want to? Because I don't want to spend all week just trying to upgrade my rucksack so I can carry another tool. A week in game time. Okay. All right. I've played the game less than two hours. How long do you think it's going to take until you get your stuff situated? What do you mean? Like you can carry enough tools and have all. Oh, the... I'm good now that I've gotten the oh, okay. double. Okay, double so that's not, okay. That's not so bad. It's not that bad. It's just I saw the stick. I got sticker shock when I saw the six thousand gold price. I was like, it's going to probably be like you know, two thousand to upgrade. Nope. Wow. Nope, nope, nope. So every ore that I went and got in the mine, I had to sell. And now I'm going to work on saving up ores so I can do my upgrades on all of my tools, make them all copper, buy some animals. I got a, th I got a system. I normally have a system when I go about these things. I go about saving up for the big necessary upgrades, making bank, upgrading tools. Buying animals, farming, rinse and repeat. Until you have the best farm, until you've taken over the entire land. I'm just waiting for the horse, dude. You got to buy the stable first. You got to get enough materials, lumber, stone, whatever it is, to build the horse stable. And then you can get the horse and travel makes it a lot easier. Nice. Okay. I am excited. It will uh, definitely be all that I'm playing the next week for before Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion comes out the 31st. I will not be playing it until November 1st. I'm taking the day off. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not going to play on Halloween either. I mean, I might play it a little bit while I'm on the porch handing out candy, but yeah, I'm going to be I'm handing out candy and stuff, so mm -hmm. I'm not going to be doing that. Uh, just before I get into my stuff, I see EB cells in the chat. I was talking to Tim over from Nintendo mm. dads. He's not seeing it cause he's on YouTube. Tim's on Twitch. Yeah. So uh, we've got multiple oh, okay. chats going on. So if you're wondering if, if my responses look ridiculous, that's why. Cause we're responding to people on different platforms. EB cells says, what about mithril tools? I don't, I mean, it's going to happen eventually. I've got okay. old tools right now. <laughs> they will go up to copper iron silver i think there's gold and i don't know if there will be mithril or not i don't know what the one above gold is to be quite honest it platinum diamond that always changes um there was the remake that's coming out 
actually had, I think, seven tiers worth of tool upgrades. I mean, I'm definitely not going to shame you at all for playing anything like this. But every time I get in the mood to do something, I just like mess with Minecraft for a weekend and then I just stop and go Minecraft's back. Minecraft's not the same. I guess not. I have to have the upgrade. Like you have, you have to understand. I you need the had... sense of progress. Look at all this work that I've done. Yeah. 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 I like. To me, I do that because like fresh. I build like a pool and like maybe like some hut. Yeah, but it's it's nice to have like a day progression over and over and over again. Now there is a relationship mechanic, and clearly you can become close with all of the people in the in the thing. But like I said, there's no marriage mechanic, which is kind of annoying. But Nobi is a kid. And I totally get that. Doraemon is an adorable anime about a child and his robot cat. And it's not meant to be a lover's thing. So I can't ship anything. Okay. I do ship the doctor and his nurse, though, because she got jealous when the little girl that's Nobi's friend that got swept in. She uh, Her name is Sue. And she's like, can I help out around here? And the doctor's like, oh, okay, I guess you can help. And the nurse gets really like, jealous and just storms out and she's like what's wrong what did i do and i'm like you're about to take his attention away from his nurse and give it to you because you're you know an adorable little girl and she mad about that mm-hmm. so jealous. i know how this works all right well i'm gonna get into some of the things that i have been playing but before i do i just want to preface that i haven't been playing a lot of much i'm still not playing much like Jack and Victoria have had the Switch. I've played, you know, I've played a little bit of, of games this week, but it's mainly still been movies yeah. and stuff. Uh, Melissa left. She went on a church retreat from Thursday to Sunday. So I had the kids all by myself Ugh. and I had to take them to all of their things and I had to feed them and Ugh. keep their itineraries. And it was awful. Uh-huh. I was like, I think for the first time I was like, please come home like as yeah. fast as possible. <laughs> That's why I'm not looking forward to children. A fun story that I can tell is... Um, I mean, you know this about me. Most of our listeners may not, so I'll just say it. Um, I used to scout football for ESPN and Exos Digital as a recruiting service. Yeah. And uh, I played high school football, so I used to be more into that stuff. Um, And when I was a scout, uh, you know, somewhat, I wouldn't say popular, but I had like a bigger following than I even do now. So like a lot of folks knew me. I used to do like like the Elite 11, the Nike recruiting combine. I used to do like events and stuff. All right. So we signed Jack up for football, <clears throat> flag football, and it's like a league and they play down at the high school stadium and there's like 12 teams and all this. He's yeah. tiny. Well, it's for little kids. It's to teach them, you know, it's like five on five or it's like maybe six on six. And uh, I didn't go the first week because these are not really as like I love sports and encourage them to do it. But you know this probably better than most. I have a really hard time dealing with like other sports fans. Like fandom, passionate fandom really bothers me. I get really, especially if I feel like they're not, um, you, you know, need to take that ugly hat off of your head, by the way. Uh, especially if they're not like, I don't know, like knowledgeable, you know, like true fans. I think when most people hear this, you don't understand what I'm saying. Like that dad who thinks he's like the, like the greatest coach in the world, which is about to become a hypocritical statement or, you know, like those people that anybody that ever blames the refs, like these are like triggers for me. I'm like, I just get real. Toxic. I blame the refs all the time. And the I, refs, and I can't handle it. And then we, we refs can't, are terrible. We can't talk football. <laughs> it's fine. I understand like when calls get called, I just ever hate blaming losing. on I a can't ref. It drives me nuts. I can't wait. Oh, it happened with two games this past weekend. 
that are not even my teams. Well, my team we, did it and I still okay. don't care. It's like, just beat, beat the other team and don't worry about the refs. Like beat them good enough. That it doesn't matter. But anyway, well, that's not the, the point. I'm trying getting, to make. When the refs are getting paid, it's a different story. True. That's not the point I'm trying to say. Anyway, because Melissa's not here, I got to go down to this little football camp. I go down there. Um, they have like a parent message board that I have to sign up for. True. The coach is like, this this week they need to be on time. You need to make sure everybody's on time. And it was like in all caps. It was like a big deal. Shut up, dude. So we were there like 15 minutes early. There was nobody there 15 minutes early. Everybody shows up about on time, like a minute or so. Guess who doesn't show up? The dad. The coach. So the kids are like, literally, um, so the field is broken into sections, right? If you've ever been to like a camp or something, like, you know how this works. They're all broken little pieces. All the other teams are like running plays. They're running drills. Our kids are like playing tag. <laughs> like they're not doing anything. There's we don't have a ball. Like there's nothing. Oh my god! Because the coach didn't show. So I, I look to one of the dads. And I'm like, "Where's the coach?" And he's like, "I don't know." And I'm like, "Are is anybody gonna do anything?" And I know. I was like, "Damn it! All right, I'll get the kids and we'll do some drills." So I get the kids into uh, two lines and we start running. Um, it's just some some basic like tackling drills, not like tackling like angles. You know, trying yeah. to teach them how to how to grab flags. Mm-hmm. Coach shows up 30 minutes late. You only get to practice for an hour before you yeah. play the game. So like yeah. you practice for an hour and you play the game. Um, the kid and I, by no means what I'm about to say is trying to uh, discredit the, the coach. Um, they're all volunteers, right? They're all dads and stuff like that. And some of sure. them take it very seriously. There's one dad, man, he's, he thinks it's like the Super Bowl's on the line. He's like yelling at kids, mm-hmm. <laughs> throwing his clipboard and stuff. Um, I couldn't do it. Uh, those are the things that like really get to me. But uh, the kid that comes, he's literally a high school kid. He's like 19. He like plays on the team. And I was like, look, he came up and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I was like, well, you know, like we're just teaching him angles. I'm trying to teach him how to grab the flag. I'm trying to teach him how to be one on one in space, you know, not to over pursue. Just trying to teach them how to play. And he goes, oh, thanks. I was like, yeah, you know, if you need some help, let me know. I'm like, I'm here today. I'm Jack's dad. He goes, I'm good. So um, and while I should have mentioned while I was talking to the kids, I was like, do you guys have like, you know, like a play or playbooks? Like, what do you do? And they're like, I don't know. And essentially what this, what the coach, what the kid does is he like, it's very backyard football. Like he lines them up in a straight line with a quarterback and he just tells them the route they're going to run. So he's like, you're going to go there. You're going to go there and you're going to go there. You can't do that with kids. So they they're like, see it. they're like eight. So yeah. they don't remember. They don't have a name. They don't have a play. Right. When he's telling one of them what to do, the other one's like looking at the sky. He's like walking off the field, you know, like he's not teaching them. So I watched this for about five minutes. And one of the other dads is like, you were doing a much better job. And I was like, look, that's no, like, I'm not here to try and coach. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, but I did. I saw, I did walk to him and I was like, Hey, do you mind? I don't. And I told him, I was like, I'm not trying to get in your way. Cause I know how folks get some, some dads and stuff. They get real territorial oh, yeah. with that stuff. I was like, I'm not trying to get in your way. I was like, but you're here by yourself. All the other coaches, all the other teams have like five coaches. We have one. I was like, do you mind while you're running your offense and your in your plays? Do you mind if I just, just give some tips and help out on defense? I'll just help the kids because he's not teaching the defenders anything. He's literally lining them up and he's like, you go here, you go here, go. And then they just play. And he just tells basically his defense was man to man. You just stick your guy. Problem is some of our kids can't stick some of the other kids, you know, so it's like man to man. If you get burnt, that's it. You just touch down. So anyway, I I bring over like two of the kids that are on defense and and our defensive players are not very good. And I teach them how to play corner. And I'm like, look, you need to keep them on the outside, push them to the to the sidelines, quit over pursuing, stay in your lane. Don't ever cross the field. And um, to the point where our quarterback wasn't making any passes. And uh, we totally got trounced. 
Uh, when the game started, they lost like I think my score was thirty-five to seven. Um, but all the parents were like, "We did a much better job this week," because apparently last week they gave up like ten touchdowns. God, dude. so now in Victoria's little um, or in Melissa's little group chat, now everybody's like, "Hey, is, is Jack's dad going to come coach again? He did a really good job, and the kids said he did a good job. He's teaching them how to play." And I was like, "No, no, no." I am not yeah. doing this. You are not bringing me into this. I'm not going to sign up and be a coach because I don't nope. be messing with other people's kids and stuff. And then you get the dad who's I ain't got time for that. I think just like they just think like eighth eight graders football like means something. You know, they're like, we're not even like this one dad was like, we're not even running a play. Why did he just like like throw the ball, run the shotgun? I'm like, oh my god, that's not how it works. <laughs> this is the part that like really just like because there's so much a part of me that wants to educate. And, yeah. and, you know, and, and inform people of, of their dumb things to say. But anyway, I had fun coaching. So with all of that going on, I wasn't really playing a whole lot of games. I've been like dabbling with games is the best way to say it. You've been uh, playing more than me, according to your list. Yeah. I'm, so I've been playing Fortnite and Overwatch still. Like I've been playing them kind of around the clock. Um, <laughs> we've played a lot of Overwatch. I'm kind of surprised how much I've already played it. Again, I don't expect to play it forever. I'm not trying to say I'm a big fan or anything. I'm not about to go join and watch a league, but I am actually mm-hmm. kind of impressed how much I have played it. I've probably put five, 10 hours in that game already. So, you know, I, I've been I playing a little bit. Uh, I played Kyle, the pugs Nintendo shack level. I've got to get this game cause I don't have it yet. So he's created us a level inspired by us in this podcast called the Nintendo shack comes with its own little side story Yeah, about me getting bored Listen mm-hmm. to you talk about games and then you chasing me and me having to run away to the end. It's a good level. I died a good 10 times. He he does these, these uh, you have to run through this part where the tracks are in reverse and he puts these thwomps every bit so along the way and you have to jump perfectly or you won't make it and you'll hit it and you mm-hmm. just start all over again, all over again, all over again. So I was a little stressed out, but I beat it and uh, it's, it's a really good level. And what an honor that somebody thought to make us... Uh, uh, a level. So in honor of Kyle the Pug, I opened up a Morrow Maker chat in Discord. I saw that. Where we're just posting codes. So Nintendo has been posting all these codes. By the way, the folks from Shapes and Beats made a, a level and that is the devil level. If I've ever seen one. Like Yeah. <laughs> I tried I tried I got maybe halfway through it and I was like, I'm never doing this. No. Oh, nice. it's 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 rough. The two games that I have been playing that are new that I can bring at least something to say about on the show, um, but I have not been playing them on Switch, I must preface that, is River City Girls and Ukulele the Impossible Lair. I have River City Girls as well. It came from Limited Run Games earlier Fantastic. this week. And I haven't even played it. It came oh, with the soundtrack. Look at this. That is it came cool. with the soundtrack. Uh, the you have to rip that amazing. and send it to me. You can just listen to it on Spotify. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. I've got that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, featuring music by Chris V, my girl, Chris V. She sings in this. But yeah, um, black hair girl. I don't remember her name. It starts with an M. Misako, I think. She's my girl. She's you. She's my girl. She's my girl. That's what I was going to say. So I I was. Green stockings are the freaking bomb. She acts like you. What? So when I, when I, um. All right, so we'll start there. So I started playing. So here's how here's how this works. Kevin and I are game sharing partners on Xbox, which means that we share each other's account information and we can play each other's games. Right. Now, I buy a lot more games than Kevin does. So a lot of the times this is me just kind of messaging Kevin like, hey, I added this, added that, added this. 
So Kevin, though, every now and again, will just like send me money. And he's like, hey, here's some money. Buy some stuff. And he did. He sent me, uh, I don't say how much, but he sent me some money. And he's like, hey, let's let's buy some games. Because I had a, a coupon because I just bought the Elite controller. So I had a coupon. Yeah. And uh, so we bought Ukulele, Control, River City Girls, and that... Um, the original Ukulele, not Impossible Lair. No, the new one. Okay. Impossible Lair. And uh, oh, okay. the I think it's called Arisen. That game from Techland, that indie game that they showed at the PlayStation event that's coming everywhere. Um, we bought know. that too. Anyway, so River City Girls started playing first. Um, I played River City Ransom on 3DS though. Like I don't have the old school nostalgia that everybody else has. Benji told me that of this River City. I had seen this because it's way forward and I love their work with Shantae and a lot of the voice acting and singing for Shantae was kind of overlapping into this. I know some voice actors that are doing work in this game and I was like, I gotta get this game. Like the sprite work in this is amazing. So I didn't know about River City Ransom until Benji mentioned, oh yeah, it was an NES game. Yeah. And I didn't know that either. So I played it on 3DS just when it came out on just because I, yeah. I have it on 3DS. And I liked it because I love a good beat em up. Give me yeah. some Streets of Rage, give me some Castle Crashers. Donnie's happy. It's good. Uh, River City Girls, thousand times better than the River City Ransom. <laughs> it is. Isn't it like just, oh, the sprite work is amazing. It's so good. Yeah. Well, like one, it's it's all like, I don't know, like 32 bit. It's like kind of that 32 bit, like a, like oh, a Sega so Genesis good. game or something. And the music is, is just fantastic. like that Euro. It's it's not Eurobeat, but it's it's like a good synth. They have good synth music in there. Um, but yeah, I I can't wait to start playing it. I I didn't pull it out and start playing it because I knew Doraemon was coming, and I sure. wanted to dedicate time to that. This is just a beat 'em up. I can probably throw it in and it's tough. It with it's tough. It's tough. I could probably beat this within like five to ten hours, though. You think? I mean, you, you're a better gamer than me, according to our history. So maybe, but it's I died uh, five times on the first boss. Yikes! That's a handful of times. Bad. It took me a minute, and I, I still think I, I was doing it wrong. I think I just didn't figure out. I think I'm supposed to block when they like. I never block in these things. I always punch. That's um, kind of a needed thing, you know. Yeah, I think that that was my issue, but I I, I did put my head down and get through it. Um, but it's fantastic. And I love like the UI design. It's like all on a cell phone. It's mapped to different things. Mm-hmm. All of the cutscenes are done in like a comic, like yeah. manga. It's just all, yeah. I don't know. What's, what's it called when you like hop from block to it's block to block to panel. panel. Yeah, there you go. Like it's all panel based, style. but it's all voiceover. And uh-huh. so that's really good. And then the girl yeah. that you said, all right. So I was into this game all of 13 seconds and I was like, it's Caroline. Um, because she's like, <laughs> I'll use your wording for it. Uh, passionate. She's passionate. And uh, she's she's like quick her to anger. And she just she throws her. a chair at a teacher like nice, instantly. Like, like, me, like 13 seconds into the thing. He's like, girl, sit down. And then this chair comes from the back of the room. She's like, I'm not going to sit down. I have to go. And she just starts screaming and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I know this girl. I get it. Caroline's going to like her. And it's a similar haircut. Yeah, it makes Brian sense. Can tell you, Brian can tell you how rage-induced I was earlier because they paired off the opposite pairings of my ship in a cartoon show. I was so angry. <laughs> I'm playing I'm as the other girl. Uh, Kyoko? Hmm? I'm playing as the other character. Yeah, the, the girl with the back. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean it's fun. It's it's a beat 'em up. It looks fantastic. It's I mean it's it is what it's supposed to be. It's great. It's great. Get into the streets. 
it's great. I'm glad I bought it. I really am. And uh, I, I don't know what the Switch version looks like. I imagine it looks the same and it's good. I mean, it's all cartoony graphics, but I mean, it looks fantastic on Xbox. So the next game that we that I got, uh, like I already mentioned, Ukulele and the Impossible Air. Um, I've beaten the first five or six levels, kind of opened up a little world. Yeah. Game is dope. Game is really game a lot is of hard. People have said that it's great. It's hard. So it, is it more of a Metroidvania or just a, like a, a standard two D platformer like Shantae? Or well, Shantae like, kind of a Metroidvania it's too. Donkey but... Kong. Okay. Okay. It's two and a half D ish. So they're going to like a DKC style. Yes. Whereas the original ukulele was banjo kazooie. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely not. It's Donkey Kong Country okay. Returns. Is what it is. Okay. And uh, it's it, it's fantastic. Now, the, the thing that I, I was laughing with Jacob about this, because um, you play like the little opening and it gives you one, by the way, the, the story is littered in puns. They hit mm. you with like 16 puns in a row to start the game. And there was it, a lot of puns in Doraemon today. It doesn't too. stop. It's just pun after pun after pun after be nice. kind, be hive, be nine, be. It's like, oh, my God, I get it. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what was I'll be thinking about it but there was a pun that, that happened today and I was just like oh my god can't believe they just went there so you play the little level and they drop you into the overworld and the overworld little book lights up and then it's like you're standing right next to the book so if you're thinking of like an overworld and you're standing right next to the first level that's the first level right right that's the level you click on to play but it's not this is like the dungeon and it's basically impossible to beat the first time, except I didn't know because I probably wasn't paying much attention because I've played a billion platformers. Yeah. And I tried beating it like six times. I kept going over and dying and over and dying and over and dying. It's like, I don't get it. And then I started walking around and I saw another level. And I was like, wait a second. And I went and played that one. It was super easy. And then I came back and tried to beat it again. And I died again. And I looked it up and it was like, no, it's the, you really need to go and beat a lot of levels and then come back. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jake, I saw Jacob posted. He's like, I'm finally getting ready to tackle the, the and he's been playing this game for weeks i just got oh, it of course right and i'm like i literally died a handful of times seven eight times thinking this is the first level and he was like that's that's funny because it's dumb i didn't know i don't know any better <laughs> um but uh yeah so if anybody out there is not like me just skipping through all the b puns because you're not having a good time i feel with like it. you skip through everything and no i didn't skip through and, anything on well, you skip through fire and on river and city see where girls that got you. marriageless wow just gonna just what am I supposed to keep that to my grave? I skipped three weeks of the whole game. Yeah, and you screwed it up. <laughs> you can't give no ring to no girl. Anyways, it's fine. It's a it's a, I, I was I was robbed of a six second cutscene. I'm good that I saw anyway. I'm good. Whatever, um, dude. But the game is completely like colorful and vibrant and beautiful and pretty, and the overworld is full of things to do, um, and like. It's 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 really great. I mean, if you're a Nintendo gamer, you're going to love it. And if you're like yeah. me that I played two hours of the first ukulele and was like, this is awful. <laughs> I did not like it, did not want to play it any more than I did. And I got rid of it as soon as I could. And I couldn't have flipped further. And I've barely played it. I'm two, three hours into this game and I'm already like so much better, thousand times better. I can wholeheartedly recommend it. I'm going to keep playing it. I mean, it very well could be like in the game of the year list contention on, on oh, Switch alone. That's such a cool, like, I mean, good on them for continuing with an IP that they made based off of a Kickstarter that had mixed reviews. And I've heard nothing but like positive reviews about this game. Like everybody seems good. to love it. It's very good. So change the up the formula good. and 
people even with the puns and stuff that i i don't care to see all that like just the level level design there are a lot of hidden and they do a really good job of like making you feel bad when you don't collect everything you know it does it does that well so it's you can beat the level but you don't get all the stuff you know like that yoshi Mm -hmm. thing you beat the level but you didn't get everything and if you don't get anything at the end they're like oh and it oh, makes you no. and it makes you like wait a minute I'm going to go back and do it like it really gives you that encouragement it's good it's good i like it jack played a little bit with me um good stuff it's I'm fantastic i'm hoping that i'm hoping that it makes its way limited run did the physical of the original ukulele i'm hoping that they will do the second one maybe that's when i'll get it all right so that's what we've been playing shows going Oof. long Let's Golly. go ahead and fire through some news. I'll get this one out of the way real quick. Boom, boom, boom. Mario Kart Tour, the mobile game, for those yeah. of you, is having a Halloween event going on where they brought in Luigi, Waluigi, and King Boo, as well as some uh-huh. courses. Uh, Luigi's Mansion course from Kart on DS being most notable. Caroline, the only thing that I really wanted to say about this was this announcement almost got me to download that damn app. And you know what it, you know what it makes me want to do? It makes what? me wish we had events in Mario Kart. Like, that's that what would we be need. nice. Or, we need events know, in Mario Kart. Super Mario Party that hasn't gotten any sort of DLC whatsoever since it launched a year ago. I traded that in. Why didn't you sell it to me? I don't own I thought you had things. it. No. All right. You got to remind me to start checking with you when I do this. Just do it. Every I, single game. Hey, do you have this? I thought you about trading it. in my Fire Emblems, but I didn't. But, I, but I, I'm going to tell you, I thought about it. I, I looked them up. I looked up the values. <laughs> nope. I had to get the Xbox controller. I like sold everything we had. I traded like any extra stuff that I had. This is a Nintendo show. Don't talk about that heathen stuff. I'm just here. saying that controller is boss. I can't wait to get it. Best best controller of all time says like everybody, multiple people. Um, this one gets me. Kaisuke Kikuchi is currently working on Fairy Tale RPG, but in a Nintendo Everything interview, said he's interested in returning to the Fatal Frame series. Quoted: nice. "Yes, I do want to make a Fatal a Fatal Frame game on Switch. I think it'd be a ton of fun to play with the console in handheld mode." Mm. moving it all around tick, 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 tick. fatal frames good stuff fairy tale rpg like fairy tale like the, the that's anime? the game it's called fairy tale rpg that's probably based out the anime if it's I on the guess. eShop. i've seen it i don't i mean i'm i'm not like oh. aware of it but i've seen it i, I know what it's about but Interesting. as somebody who loved uh maiden of blackwater and was tweeting at them earlier this month like come on please surprise us and just port it over bring mm. it to switch um this makes me very happy I'd be very Their I'd be inclusion of uh, what's her name as a uh, trophy in Smash, where she was an assist and she does a. It's great. Yep. So I'm very excited, and um, maybe we'll see a Fatal Frame come over. I'm I'm surprised that they didn't port the game over because I think the the game's pretty like sold pretty well, even though it was digital only. I think it sold pretty well, mm-hmm. and I've. I, I thought it was a really good game. I don't think it was like an amazing game or a great game, but I thought it was a good game and I was really happy to play it. I still have cool. it. I'm happy I have it on my Wii U. It's one of the ones that I still, I was thinking about playing it again. Um, But most notably today, Suda51, No More Heroes guy, all that stuff. By the way, I have the Grasshopper Manufacturer's Collector art book. Cool. It's fantastic. Art it's books completely are completely Japanese. Uh, and Swery, who does the Deadly Premonition game, games, Announced today that they're working together. Now this is a, this is like a story. It's like it's like news, but it's like not news. This this game that they're titling Hotel Barcelona is what they announced today. Like they literally Barcelona. had they had a stream to talk about this. Like they sat down and talked about it. All right, here's the story. They got together and got drunk in a hotel, 
and they came up with the idea that they should make an indie horror game together. Here's what they announced today. They announced that the budget's $1 million. That's not a lot. The budget for a minute was $8 million. Minute was minute. eight million dollars. Yeah. They said Good it's being Lord. published by Devolver Digital. That apparently was news to Devolver Digital. <laughs> they were like, "What?" I don't think that. I think they were trolling. I did too, until I started reading more about it. I don't think so, um, because it came out afterwards. I think through an interview that Devolver said we had talked about it, but there's been no agreement. <sighs> Whoops. It's being inspired by Siren, which I did not know was a game. It came out on PlayStation 2. It is a survival horror game. It's pretty neat. It's available on PlayStation 4. So if you're into like the Shinji Mikami stuff, Silent Hill, if this intrigues you, like maybe go give it a try. It's $10. Here's the thing about that game. You think like the grudge, like Juon, it's all like that, you know, Japanese horror or abandoned village. But here's the thing. It's like a zombie game but it's more like a puzzle game. Like you can't run and kill everybody. You use the stick. Like if you point the stick at the zombie, then you see through their eyes Ugh. and you can see if they can see you and you Ugh. use that to like sneak around and they have like guns and stuff That's and they can shoot you and stuff. So it looks weird. I'm not going to go play it, but it, I mean, it looks interesting. So they're saying it's inspired by that in twin peaks. Uh, they want it to be easy to pick up and play. The Switch and Stadia and mobile were the platforms that were announced. And uh, yeah, that that's more or less it. This is crazy that like we're getting this game and uh, nobody seems to know about it except for the two people that are supposed to make it. <laughs> they called the Silent Hill developer on the phone during the announcement and they were like, hey, uh, we want to make this game. It's inspired by your game, Siren. Do you want to help us make it? And he was like, yeah. <laughs> live on the stream and that was like newsworthy talk about stream of consciousness what a weird like yeah what a weird way to do this there's no like pre-pro there's no art there's no publishing deal there's like just, by the way you're on the you're on the hook where there's millions of people watching or however many people were watching and yeah you're doing this live so i don't know what that's going to do uh we did get a no more heroes 3 update so let me see i'm trying to think i pulled it up we got some artwork. That's right. So we got some artwork of Destroy Man and we got some artwork of Kimmy Howell. Kimmy was the little girl in No More Heroes 2. She's grown up now. And uh, the thing with her is that she's like fascinated with Travis, but she wants to kill him. So it's like a stalker thing. She's in love with him, but she wants to kill him because the whole thing is about literally Luca and Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, here's the funny thing. The the character design was from the person who made Bayonetta. Hmm. So, so same thing. Good stuff. It's got a kid wanting to kill the older person complex. That's weird. He said it's, um, he said it's still on track for 2020. I'm still like not believing that, but we'll see. And, uh, he said he's, they're working on releasing a five minute trailer, five That's minute, no more trailer. Three trailer. So yeah, we'll see if you, if it is 2020, do you think, what is it? Do they wait till E3 or do you think we see it in like some spring direct? No, no, it has to, I think later than E3 or later. Okay. And then release in 2020? Like in the it's same not gonna year? Release, it's not going to release in 2020. All right. We'll see. I believe you. I mean, I agree <laughs> with you, but he says, he still says it. Nintendo's North American Switch sales have surpassed the lifetime sales of the Wii U by itself. So Nintendo announced last week they've sold 15 million Switch units in North America, and the Switch have been the most popular console for the U.S. 10 months in a row, which we've known and just keeps selling pretty well. I wouldn't say great. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the the trend as it was like, because 
last year it was almost neck and neck with Wii, and I think it's starting to lose some of that momentum. But we'll see what the what the light does with Luigi and Pokemon on the horizon through the holidays. But um, yeah, it's still selling well, so that's good. Chip man, kind of it's a light good. news week, right? Yeah, there's not a whole lot fine. going out. Everybody's just waiting for Luigi. Have you uh, done? Should we any- be having a direct anytime soon? When was our last direct? <laughs> Don't say that. Don't do that. <laughs> I think everybody, anytime there's a lull, everybody starts thinking there's about that. There's got to be some sort of other Pokemon Direct before we have Pokemon That makes drop. sense. I mean, because there's still Pokemon news we haven't seen. So evolutions and evolutions. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Um, have you done, before we get into the questions, have you done any like preview coverage on Luigi? Have you read into anything? or? I've seen the intro cutscene. Which is adorable. The best part being that Polterpup is now like Luigi's actual dog. It's adorbs. And uh, they all get their own special rooms in the hotel. And the cutest thing is Charles Martinet saying night 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 to himself as Mario and Luigi. They just say night night to each other. It's oh so cute. Um, that's the only thing. I- I've-, I've looked at what Nintendo's shown but I don't I don't really like to read reviews until it's I already know I'm going to get the game. Previews, not reviews, but I, I yeah. mean, I've so I've read some things that have me excited and then I've read and heard some things that have me concerned. And that's the only reason I brought it up. Apparently, mm-hmm. a lot of folks I've seen mold and this is not all from like one outlet. There's multiple people from different outlets. So it, I think it seems to have some merit when you see multiple people say it. A lot of people point out they don't think the game looks very good. So that's just one thing. That's dumb because I think it looks beautiful. I think the cutscenes do the game, like it just seems to be very. A lot of people have. Uh, all right, so like kind of funny. I'll I'll start name dropping folks. Kind of funny, and I want to say Nintendo World Report. They both said that the game appears to be like an HD 3DS game, which oh. is fine, but obviously not like what we're expecting on a, on a Switch game. But uh, but when two people, I I think somewhat you know different say the same thing then i started believing it a little bit more like that that's a trend that makes sense i doubt they got together and thought that up together um but i did hear a lot of things there's a lot of the previews are talking about how much the game relies on motion controls have you did you were you expecting that no so apparently the game um to be real precise it's just like think of splatoon it's like splatoon controls like you move your character with a stick but then you aim the vacuum with the gyro and a lot of people are saying it's really good and it's really fun. And that that kind of gets me a little bit. I hope you excited. can turn that off because I don't like doing you that. You can. You can turn it off. Yeah. Um, but I heard I heard four or five outlets in their preview coverage all said that's the best way to play it. Mm. Um, because See, it, people say the same thing. The best way to play Splatoon is with the gyroscope and shooting, and I can't do it. Apparently, they, they seem to think it has some sort of advantage when you're trying to be real precise with collectibles and things. I'm going to try both. But I mean, I thought it was cool because I was thinking of like that whole fishing mechanic with a gyro. I'm like, when mm-hmm. I was when I was reading and listening to it, I was thinking that, and I was like, that makes sense. I feel like that yeah. makes sense to me. Like, all right, so, but you know, anytime anybody forces you to motion controls, I think yeah. uh, you know PSVG is going to light up with people that hate me. Motion controls. Oh, I'm sure it's like me. I'm like the one person like motion controls are not not bad, and like everybody else I don't like think bad motion either. controls it's are awful. Just- I, it's just you know if I'm playing in the car I don't want to have to deal with that sure sure um, but then they'll run off and you know they'll play PSVR and they'll talk about how amazing it is when it's, bang, it's just motion control <laughs> you darn hypocrites um, alright let's get into the chat questions we got a bunch we still have a bunch we still have a lot 
This one's, I knew this, this question was coming. So after all the smack talk on the Witcher three from Donnie, what do you think about the vinyl product? I've been playing this game all week long and I'm having a blast with it. What would it take for anyone in the shack to buy and talk about this game? Jeff. Uh, I said originally that like this might be my way into playing the Witcher three. And then I got told off saying, don't do that. Um, it's not just, I feel bad when I come into a, I've heard that this is a good standalone game on its own. Like there's no need to play the first two games, but I feel bad not That's knowing true. where I am coming into the story. Uh, if I just play this game, I've seen pretty much this entire game and all of its DLC played through people that I watch streaming. So there's real no need for me to play it myself. I just don't feel like me getting into a new IP that I'm kind of lukewarm about anyway. Uh, sorry, I'm not going to buy it for the Switch. I got plenty of other games to play. Way too much to play. Jeff, I'm sorry if I come off like a hater. I guess that's to be somewhat deserved. I have seen the uh, visual comparisons. I still don't think it looks... I wouldn't say good. I think it looks like if I was to rate it, it looks okay. It looks playable. There are times where the game looks borderline not good. It looks real muddy at times. But here's the interesting thing. It's it's weird because when I see direct footage, like side-by-side -side comparisons, obviously it doesn't look half as good. But I see pictures of people. Like they're taking a picture of their Switch while they're playing it, and like that overhead picture of it looks fine. So I'm wondering if that's one of the things, like if you were holding your hand and playing it, Maybe it looks pretty good on like a condensed screen, but like the, the ported coverage, like if you go to Digital Foundry and look at it, I mean, I think it's impressive what they did, but it, like, I'm not going to sit here and oh, admit and like, it looks good because it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't look good. I have a great respect for the people that are just involved in porting games. Yeah, they got to... everything they could get out of it, it appears. Yeah. Like they did everything they could to get as much as they can. And that's impressive. It's admirable. It's a great port. And like the, 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 box edition came with a book and a thank you card and all that stuff so mm -hmm. it's fantastic i don't want to take anybody's joy away from playing it um to answer the question if it if it got discounted like super low you know like two years from now if it was on sale for 10 bucks i might buy it just to try it just to just to see it with my own eyes just to see it mm. but i already have the witcher on xbox so if I'm not going to play it there, why am I going to play it here? You know? I think I'd probably play it on PC if I were to ever play it. Like, I would prefer just to have a demo just to see how it runs. Like, if they did a demo, mm. then I would download it and play it. But I'm sorry, Jeff. I'm not a Witcher 3 hater. I hope you enjoy just, playing the game. You know, I think I think Geralt, 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 how do you say his name? I think Geralt. he's great. Um, I like Siri. Siri is definitely, like, an amazing character. Um, it's just... I don't know. There's some sort of creepy game. I never got into Skyrim. Like I see Witcher and Skyrim, Skyrim as kind of like those similar games. And but then then again, I play WoW, so sure. it doesn't. I'm picky and choosy. It, I can't tell you what clicks and doesn't click with me in a game. I know they're completely you know uncomparable because of the distance between the two. I thought the port of Skyrim for Switch was excellent, and I thought it looked great. It looked oh, as been like ten years down exactly, the line. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you how know. many times and places has that game been ported? Like for right. real. <laughs> All right. Sean Capri writes in. He wants to know. Sean, how do we manage storage space on the Switch? Before I wanted to have all the games. It's in all caps. All the games loaded and ready to go. 
Now I delete games to prevent choice paralysis. When there are too many games on my Switch, I can't decide which one to play. So how many games do you currently have on your Switch? I told Sean on Twitter when he sent us this message, I said, you know, you should know my answer. And he said, I feel really sheepish for even asking. <laughs> and I told him, you shouldn't feel sheepish. Uh, but it starts with a P. And it is uh, something that I continue to do to this day. And I'm hoping never dies out. And it's called physical. I don't worry about space on my Switch. Now, it does tie into something that I forgot that I wanted to talk about before. Say there's an Animal Crossing Switch Lite. Yep. And I have to buy it. Mm-hmm. How am I going to stream that um, with a Switch Lite? How does a Switch Lite plug into stream? Does it not? Nope. You can't capture from it. Okay. That being said, can I just switch out my SD card and the cartridge for Animal Crossing and move it back and forth between my regular Switch? No, not the SD card. Because every time you plug into a new system, it's going to try to reformat. That's what you'd use the cloud backup for. But they don't have cloud saves. Right. But, I, but I think they will. I still think they will. I know I know it sounds like a hopeful optimism, but Bowser, Doug Bowser, said they're working on something. Like at E3, he went on record. We're working on making this better. I expect by the time I was expecting by Pokemon, and maybe that's too much to ask for here soon, but I've, I'm still holding them to that statement. They said they were working on something. So I expect they will. I think they'll have something for that. I want to be able to stream Animal Crossing. Mm hmm. And I want to be able to go between it and my light. I mean, it would I make sense to. if they could just let you hold some sort of safe data on the cart. So you could just switch the cart back and forth. I don't understand I don't why understand they don't do that I, anymore. Just go back to that. I mean, like, Well, Crayola Scoot does that. <laughs> does it really? It's the save files in the game. So, like, Jack can play on either profile and we can still pick up the same save. You know, so it's like, why can't they just... I know it's going to be a big game, but you can't tell me that you can, like have all of the data saved from like save data is really small yeah i know that's what i'm saying i just i don't know but i really ugh, it's such a problem because i know i'm gonna get an animal just Crossing get the light, light and just play it on the dock just play your docked console but, but i want to be able to play my animal crossing anywhere i go just don't play on the animal crossing your animal crossing console is a shelf ornament just put it on your shelf and look at it you told me with all your 3DSs you left in the box and you made fun of me for taking mine out no, of the box. No, I, I, I played my 3DS uh, XL Majora's Mask version. Okay. Quite a lot. I, um, I, I still have faith that they're working on something. They know this is an issue and they're going to work I'd on it. So. Gonna I'd hope it. so. They're going to fix so, it. I hope so. They're going to fix it. So yeah, um, until then, or, my answer is physical. I don't know if this makes any sense, but this is just, I'm thinking off the top of my head, right? So we can create a shared village, right? So you create your uh -huh. villager with one switch, and then on the switch light, you just create a different villager, and you still visit and still work on the same village. I guess. Yeah. But just do that. Uh, then I would no 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 because then I'd be mad having two characters. Multiple characters. Yeah, I just wouldn't like it. All right. Well, I tried to help. Yeah, I know. Sean, I have the 512 gigabyte SD card in my switch. I, I upgraded. Have a just recently to get Shaq, Shaq, to get Jack my 400 gig out of my Switch when we get his Pokemon Switch, which is coming in a couple weeks. Um, 512s are cheap if you find them. You can 70, like, 80 Especially bucks. Black Friday coming yeah. up. You need to jump on it. I have 512 in mine. I bet I have 100 games on my Switch, I think. 
Hmm, nice. I think maybe a hundred, if not a hundred, definitely over fifty. Easily over fifty, might be a hundred or nearing a hundred. I think downloaded, I maybe have twenty. I have a lot. I have rows. I want to say I have ten, twelve rows. Like when I go to the library, I got to scroll down. Um, so I've got a lot of, and I've got a lot of games that I don't carry on the Switch. That's just what I carry on the Switch. I probably have another thirty or forty in my library mm. that I've deleted and haven't redownloaded. Um, but between that and then the physical cards, which I still collect cartridges on first party and major releases. Um, so between those, I'm good. I've never really worried about uh, a card. I think my card is like half full maybe. So it's, it's pretty, you know, I, I've, I always hate worrying about storage. That's the thing I don't really, really like to mess around with all of my consoles, my Xbox, my PlayStation, they all have externals. They all have four terabyte things. I just don't want to mess with it. I don't right. want to delete games like this issue he has. I don't have the paralysis uh, of options right? because typically when I turn the console on, I'm turning it on because I want to play something like I turn it on with a focus. That's the mm-hmm. same thing that I've always had with the store, right? Like everybody hates the eShop and they throw bones at it. I think the eShop is such an improvement over like the Wii U's eShop. It's a thousand times better than that. I agree. And they're like, there's so much stuff there. And I'm like, well, I understand that. But every time, I mean, I'm not trying to project me on onto everybody else, but every time I go to the eShop, I'm going to the eShop to buy something. I'm not going just to like look through menus and just surf around. I'm specifically going to buy something. And and to be honest with you, I typically use the website more often than not. I love the website. Just go to the store, buy the game, and it's downloaded when I get home on the Switch. So, Ukulele 2 has already got a physical out. It's a good game. I think you're going to love it. I really do. It's tough. It's challenging in a good way. Um, But I I really, really, really like it. It's really, really good. I, I all I'm and you know it's it feel bad because you know this game is two weeks Only old now so it bucks. feels like everything that you needed to say about it has been said. Yeah. But uh, having played it for about you know two hours, it's fantastic. It looks great. It's it looks fantastic. really nice. It was definitely below my radar. I should have paid more attention, but I wrote them off. Well, with that terrible clip art for the impossible lair, what can you do? Gosh. I didn't even know it was two D until like I heard uh, Jacob talking about. It. I, don't know. <laughs> I just thought it was a follow-up to, I at least knew that. to banjo i was like oh they're doing that banjo thing again i don't want that uh the turkey writes in it's halloween in the mushroom kingdom and the residents want to dress up what non-nintendo halloween costumes do they choose and why all right so let's go through like caroline who is what does mario dress up as uh, <laughs> god uh pizza maker i don't know pizza? no 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 like <laughs> halloween costumes a Halloween costume. I so, I so I see Mario dressed up like a skeleton. He's like in the black thing and he's got like the ribs and and the legs. Right? Okay. Um I see Luigi with like uh just the ghost. He's got like the sheet, mm-hmm. like the blanket over him. But it, but he's because sense. he's so tall, it doesn't go down far enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you still see Plus that it's heart. that it's Luigi. Plus his heart, yeah. <laughs> the little legs and feet. Yep. Um I, I'll let you take Peach. She's got to be a witch, right? Does she? Do they have to be stereotypical? Like I think that's Halloween what he's asking. Costume? He says, "What non Nintendo Halloween costumes?" So this isn't Caroline dresses up the characters however she wants. Got to yeah, give them Halloween when costumes. I, when I dress up for Halloween, I can be whatever the heck I want to be. Like I can be Princess Ariel from Little Mermaid, or I could be a vampire or something like that. Ooh, um, I like vampire. I, if we're going, ooh, do you remember her Paper Mario look uh, from Thousand, where she was like kind of like the evil mm-hmm. version of Peach? Mm-hmm. That would just be a cool outfit. Okay, but he said uh, what non Nintendo? 
Dude, <laughs> he's trying to dress them up as non-Nintendo characters. I don't know. By the way, you know what this question's make me think of? That Starry Night level in Super Mario Bros. U, and how much mm. I would love like a 2D Halloween themed Mario game. Just the entire oh, thing cool. would be amazing. Luigi's Mansion is as close <laughs> as we'll get. So yeah, I that, say that level was really cool. I like Peach in like a witch's cap, with the big hair, and just the witch, maybe a broom. I think that works. And I was going to say with like Daisy, you could do like a day of the dead type thing. She's got the skeleton face and a big, beautiful dress. Calavera. Yeah. I don't like Daisy enough to give her that. Cause I like Calavera too much. How do we dress up Bowser? <sighs> he already looks like a Halloween costume. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't like, I'm just thinking of like Bowser would make it like he would look good as a K rule. <laughs> That's funny. I know it says non-Nintendo, but I just can't think of non-Nintendo things. You know what? I'm going to take back my Luigi. Luigi's not a ghost. Luigi's a scarecrow. Oh, why? Because it's going to be funny when he goes, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be cute, cute when he says, why as a ghost? He's scared of himself. Uh, We'll dress up Bowser like it. We'll what? just do like clown Bowser. Clown Bowser. I don't like clowns. You don't like this question. Like you, you're already starting to like squirm. <laughs> like, I just, make faces. Like, like if I drew it out, like, see, I imagine Peach. Tim says Bowser's like, a Ninja Literally. Turtle. That's hilarious. He only oh, so it's the same Bowser. Look, listen, same Bowser. He just takes the color and wraps around his eyes. Oh my god, that's so stupid. <laughs> that's so stupid. That's hilarious. And he's like, I'm a Ninja Turtle, and Mario's like, No, you're not. What would his color be? <laughs> Yellow, green, or what? I I don't. Purple. I, I'm, Donatello's I mean, purple. Can't I like pink. Donatello, but I'm not gonna get into that. I'll have everybody in our Discord tell me all week long about how dumb I am about Ninja Turtles and don't know what I'm talking about. Lord, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like. It'd be cool if if he had the Koopa Kids that were the other ones though. I just I can't think of this on the fly. When I brainstorm for art, I have to think about it for a while. I have to draw things out. All right. Grouchy Surge wants to know, do you spook up your house for Halloween? And if so, what are your favorite decorations? Also, do you like to go to haunted houses this time of year? Any exceptional ones near you? I hate scary things. I do not do haunted houses. I don't like being scared. I have terrible anxiety. So no. Um, do I spook up the house for Halloween? Nope. But we burn pumpkin candles. That works. We just do that all fall. It's not very spooky, but I guess it works. Yeah. Do they at least have and like little jack-o'-lantern like faces or anything? Or We haven't carved pumpkins in years. Yeah, but I, I mean like they have jack-o'-lantern like candle holders that you put the candle in. Nope. <sighs> Sorry. Um, I own a black cat this year. She's almost five months old, so I've kind of got my black cat already with me. Are you going to dress up for Halloween? No. Hand out candy? No. I'll probably just, like, go to the door every time. You know, it. I have to go up and down those stairs quite a lot. Do you, like, yell at kids? Are you that person? I'm not good at it. Get off my porch! We have two adorable little girls. One is three and the other one may be a year old by now. Just babies. And uh, we'll probably, you know, see them and stuff. But I have no desire to actually. <laughs> we'll probably turn off the lights. Oh, God. 
I'll save this question. Yes, I do, Grouchy. I love the Halloween. I love to spook up my house. I've posted pictures on my Twitter profile if you want to go check them out. Um, currently in my house, I have jack-o'-lantern lights hanging from the banister. I have orange lights wrapped around the railings. I have two ghosts hanging on both corners of the porch railings. And my, my porch is off the ground a good I don't know, eight, ten feet. Like you can walk under it at port. So I have a reaper hanging on a swing. He swings. And uh, underneath the porch, as you walk up the stairs, he's right next to you. And I have lights, like LED lights in the yard that point at it. So the entire top of the porch is orange and all underneath the porch is purple. And the purple lights flicker. Do you have this on all month or just? It's on right now. Oh, my God, dude. I have uh, window clings in the windows on the front of the house to make it look like zombies are trying to get out. And there's like blood smeared and it says like, help, get out of here and all that stuff. No wonder your neighbors don't like you. Maybe so. They tried to put up lights and it looks like a sham and it's hilarious. Our kids, <laughs> we drove by and our kids were like, they tried to put up lights, dad. And I looked, I was like, mm. they were like, it's so bad. <laughs> it looks like they just like threw lights at their porch. They're like, they don't even line up and stuff. Um, so yeah, we like to spook up the house. I am going to sit Chucky in the rocking chair up there. No, you're and gonna get- I am going to dress up as Chucky. So I have an orange wig. And I have a hoodie that looks like his overalls and his shirt. So I just put on my little hoodie and go sit up there and hand out candy. I thought about putting the candy like in his lap. So like the kids have to get close to him. Nope. And uh, oh, I also have a uh, I have a music box, uh, a, um, a motion trigger music box. So as you walk up the nope. stairs, like nope. you cats like, and nope. stuff like ghosts and stuff like that come out. Have you uh, seen that new Geico commercial where they like he's like. Oh, enjoy your new house. And they like go up into the attic and they turn on the light and there's all these dead mannequin heads just like. <laughs> That's awesome. And he's like, well, enjoy your new house. And he's the guy just goes, nope, nope, not it. <laughs> he just walks out. So like I've spent a lot of time um, landscaping like this giant hill in my yard. So like next year, I'm thinking about getting more LED lights. And when I was telling Melissa is turning the entire hill into like a fixture. So we put the LED lights at the bottom and shine it up at the hill and we put tombstones on the hill. Oh my God. So it just looks like a graveyard on the other side of the hill. And it would, and it would just be for me. Like, so as people that come to the house would have to walk by the graveyard, but it would just look cool from the porch. Like you wouldn't even be able to see it from the street. So I was telling my boss, he's like, that's a lot of work. You're not even be able to see it. It's like, it just makes me happy. I'm not trying to make other people. It's just for me. I just worry about what could get stolen. Yeah. I, I worry about that too. Like my LED lights are awesome. They flicker, they change colors, they light the whole house up. And uh, I'm going to play music. I've got um, some soundtracks from like Nightmare on Elm Street and Midsummer and all that stuff. I'm going to play music, like a little creepy stuff. And uh, I've just never been so into a single holiday. I don't know. It's just I am such a Grinch when it comes to Christmas. I'm like, why are we doing all of this for one day? Why are you showing happy. Christmas? Why are you showing Christmas commercials three months before the one day that it's we're happy. doing? It? It's okay to be I'm happy. So- it's too much pomp and circumstance for one day. You are Scrooge. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. Bah, humbug. Um, I do like Christmas. I do not decorate for Christmas. I'm not out there with lights. I'm about to fall off my roof for Christmas. I might string some around the, the, the rails, maybe, but not like this. I love scaring little kids. I lo- It's so much fun when they walk. Last year, I had like the best thing ever. My neighbors from the cul-de-sac walk their little girl over. She's got to be all of four years old. She's not even school yet. She's little. 
she comes screaming through my yard because her parents are walking along the street, right? So she didn't want to walk around. She comes screaming through my yard. She comes screaming through my yard, turns the, the corner to walk up the stairs, sees me in all of my Day of the Dead makeup and my suit and all of my skeletons and everything. And she takes a literal like three steps back Bless and just heart. like yells for her dad. <laughs> She's like, Aww. dad. Aww. And I was like, yes. No. So, um, but every year I try to add like a little something, but, but here's the thing. I draw the line. It's like my father-in-law has all the dumb inflatables. Now I'm not trying to like, Oh yeah, those are ridiculous. I hate those. And I'm not trying to, you know, if you do that at home, more power to you. It's cool. Like celebrate Halloween. I just, I want my, I want my house to be scary. I don't want it to look like an amusement park. I want it to be like somewhat creepy. Not like I'm not trying to like give kids nightmare scary, but I just want it to be scary looking. You need to drive by the house on North Druid Hills Road that has the skeletons out all year long. Oh, that's good. We have uh, over here in the state park, they have skeletons like on like this overpass when you drive by it. They're just like out in a field. <laughs> I've got to find this on Google uh, Google Maps. Anyway, we could talk forever. But yeah, about I think I'm going to next year. I think I'm going to do the the graveyard. And then the year after, I was thinking, um, I don't know, I had to do something. One of the things that I saw that I really liked is somebody dug a hole like a casket and they laid um, like a like a casket top over it. But, it, you know, it had like the slats in it that you could kind of see through it. And they put a light in it. So the light was oh, shining hell out. No. And they had like a hand coming out. And I was like, nah, uh-huh. that's really, really good. Nope. I don't um, like anxiety <laughs> crap. Nope. I'd also like, I'd like to put out torches. I think that'd be cool. Um, oh, and the thing that I want is I want an archway. I'd love to archway. And if I could ever close it in, I would love to put an archway and like close in the sidewalk. So as you walk up the sidewalk, you actually have to enter like a tunnel and then I could put stuff in the tunnel, like have them hang down and stuff. That would be cool. You crazy. <laughs> um, the, the the nearest haunted house. I mean, we have Six Flags. They have the the Tower of Fright and Fright Night and all that stuff. I've been there. It's My fun. My sister already went to it this year. We tried to go to the one in Nashville. I was really excited to do that. Um, that was a Nashville. They have five haunted houses, and you pick which one you want to go to, and uh-huh. then some of them you have to sign a waiver because they might touch you and like they scare you and they chase you. The last time I went to one, they had the chainsaws that did not have the blades on them. But I had to have been in ninth or tenth grade, and uh, yeah, that was it for me. That's the last one I've ever. This been one, to. they chase you through a corn maze with a chainsaw, like out in the corn. No, <laughs> and I and I, I was no. totally gonna go. It was gonna it was like uh, forty bucks a ticket. We were going, but they were sold out the night. The night the concert was canceled, it was sold out. We couldn't go. Um, so yeah, I really like it. Get into Why it. Why do people like being scared? There's a whole psychology about it. And and that's a great segue. I it. This week we're recording PSVG DLC Saturday night with myself, Mr. Josh Bones from Board with Video Games, Mr. Lucas Heavy Metal Riff over there from PSVG. And we're gonna talk about all the spooky stuff. So if you have any scary questions, scary movies, scary games, topics, whatever like that, you want to ask us, let us know. But that's what we're gonna talk about. Why people like scary stuff, scary movie scenes, scary games, all that stuff. Spookcast. And why people don't like it like me. That's because it. I want to keep the years on my life. <laughs> All right. Last question for the show. Joe writes in, can someone be a video games fan if they don't play them? I listen to a lot of video game podcasts. I even buy collectibles. But with work and family, I just don't have time for gaming anymore. I'm lucky if I get five hours of game time in a month. 
Mm. First time writing to into any podcast. Just wanted to say hi and that I love the show. Hi, Joe. We love you. Um, gosh, I can't imagine having five plus hours of game time a month. Is that what yeah, it's like, going to be lucky like if when you get I five. have a baby? I mean, oh, no. maybe Chelsea That's would be the better it. person for you to ask. But I mean, I think so. Here's the thing with with kids. Whatever is a priority to you, you will find time to do. It's not like you lose all the time you have. You have time with kids. You just have to be better at making time. If you make time to do the things you will, if you don't think it's that priority, then you won't. And I mean, that's really how it is. Like when I, um, when I had Victoria, I was working nights and stuff and like we were barely making ends meet at that time. So we would have never done it. But when I had Jack, I played tons of video games when we had Jack, even, Mm -hmm. and being a good father, it's not like I neglected that thing. Right. So, um, I think you can definitely be, I mean, so long as you've had an experience with that IP, um, you know what? I was a fan of Mario and Zelda before I'd even played them because I watched the Super Mario Brothers Super Show on TV and the Zelda cartoons that were. So it's not the standard experience with Mario and Zelda. I'd never played the games myself until I was maybe five or six years old. But if you don't play them, like you can just enjoy the IP. Joe, I think you can be a fan. I I think fandom today, and this is actually something I'm going to bring up on DLC this week. Um, So I don't want to venture too far into that. But in 2019, to be a part of fandom or some sort of fan outcry is so much easier than it has ever been with the advances of the Internet Mm -hmm. that I don't even think. I mean, I don't want to say your question doesn't have merit. Obviously, it does. Thank you for writing in. We really appreciate it. but absolutely you can be a fan of anything you want mm-hmm. video games even if you don't play the video games cuz you can watch people play the video games that's a sure. huge deal right there now there are people that are disabled and unable to hold a controller and they can still be fans of absolutely them. you can be fans of the characters you can just like being a fan so much that you become a fan yep. i think with me like we've talked about this when i went to momocon so much of my early like Suda 51, Shinji Mikami and stuff. I didn't play those games. I was in a room with other people that played those games. Sure. But they told me about it. I saw magazines about it. I saw art books about it. That made me a fan. And when I could play them later, I did. But I was a fan about them. I was a fan of Suda 51 before I ever played No More Heroes. It's like people that can't go to a physical football or baseball game. They're still fans of the, the teams that they Yeah, that's like actually a really good analogy. If they, sure. if they watch them on TV. Yeah. Um, I was going to say I'm a fan. I would consider myself a persona fan, even though I haven't beaten persona five. And I still yeah. think I'm a persona fan. I just don't have a hundred hours to play the RPG, but I watch the anime. I love seeing the art. I love talking to people about it. I like watch. I've watched people stream the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get the warriors game, you know, like their fandom is a better time. There's never been a better time to be like into something like this because it's, it's so reachable everywhere. Yeah. yeah you can go to a con and just hang out and talk to people. You can listen to podcasts of people talk about it. Like yep. all of these are ways of expressing your interest in being into something. Like you shouldn't, don't feel pressured into playing the games. If you don't have the time, you ain't got the time. That's okay. They'll be there for you. Yep. So Caroline, that'll do it this week on the show. That sure will. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Nope. I'm good. Okay. Collecting my pins, playing my farm games. Playing your farm like- game. Good. I'm excited. 
Um, next week we will record the show day before Halloween. So we won't talk about our Luigi's mansion impressions because we won't have it yet. But the week after that, when we do talk about our Luigi's mansion impressions, we have a guest coming. He's (gasps) going to come talk about Luigi's mansion with us. And I'm very much looking forward to it. So I'm excited about that. So I'll just go ahead and plug that now. And uh, once again, this week, Spookcast DLC. If you don't support us over there at patreon.com slash PSVG, you won't get it. Everybody gets access to the DLC. It's just a dollar. And uh, PSVG DLC, you get one exclusive um, podcast a month. Plus, or well, you, actually, you get more than that. You get DLC podcast a month. You get Bored with Everything podcast a month. You get Kevin Hates Everything. You get Arcadia Academia. All of those things get in there, plus our patron giveaway. Um, so all of that for a buck. And then there's more stuff to get if you would like to um, show us some appreciation more than that. So I'll just give our little Patreon a plug there, and that'll call it a night. All right. Good night, Koopalings. Whenever you're ready. All right. This is Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening. And I forgot the line already. What? 